Warning! What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Hello, welcome to this week's very special, extra foolish, extra Aprily edition of Geek Pod, guys. I already fucked up. Uh, I'm your host, Paul. Yep. <laughs> the April Fools. I'm Hugh. Corbs. And I'm Kev. Now, guys, what's got you geeked? Well, I uh, have an update on last week, and uh, so we did end up going out, and we uh, got our snake. The snake's name is Bruno. Bruno the snake. Oh, don't worry, Kevin. That comes later. Not now. Uh, so we got Bruno the snake. Now, I, I don't know if you guys know this or if you picked up on this from uh, the pictures I put in our group chat. But so my original plan to go with a plastic tub completely failed because I discovered there was no way to control the ambient air temperature in the tub uh. because our house is cold. It's like 65, 66 degrees year round. And so, Tate don't like the cold. <sighs> Not you too, Paul. Not you too. Um, so <laughs> we ended up. Pets ha- don't like the cold. What? What? Anyway, uh, we ended up having to go out and spend way more money than we planned on. We got a nice Exoterra op- uh, opening, front opening uh, setup. Got that home, got it all set up, got a ceramic heat lamp on it. Not getting up to temperature. Get a second ceramic heat lamp, plug all the holes on top. I took cardboard and wrapped foil around them so I could cover the. the top of the screen finally get it so it's going up to 90 degrees and the humidity is dropping like crazy so i ended yeah i i just i cannot get this thing to work so i finally and i finally got it all set up yesterday but uh i had to get a humidifier with a hose i had to string the hose along my wall so there's no dips i had to set it on i don't know what you'd call it a humidistat basically it's uh from a company called inkbird and it's uh a device kind of like a thermostat you plug your uh, humidifier into it there's a sensor in the tank and when it drops below 50 percent humidity it kicks on brings it back up shuts off so it's constantly turning on and off but it's doing the trick now so we finally have the right setup and environment for the snake it's just been a huge pain in the ass um getting getting there and uh, expense my wife tallied it up we originally were like you know maybe a hundred bucks for a snake and you know a hundred bucks setting it up seven hundred dollars we've dumped into this thing so far well unexpectedly but it's kind of like i got to the point where everything i'm trying is failing i'm like i just need to spend the money and do it right now anytime she bitches about the cost of the snake do you tell her hey we don't talk about bruno actually that's come up several times i'm sure and she's tried to talk about it and i'm like you know we don't talk about bruno she gets so pissed but the funny part was on the way to the reptile expo avery asked me if we'd been there before to this particular building and i told her you know we've we've been there uh it's at the same place the teddy's cons always are i told her you know we've you've been to some comic conventions there and uh, i jokingly said it's you know you've seen the room but this time it's going to smell like reptiles and piss right we're laughing (laughs) damara turns to me and says yeah before it smelled like old comic books and And piss." piss (laughs) <laughs> which was was pretty funny um but yeah that's going well i'm outside of that i am uh, excited for wrestlemania this weekend i can't wait 
I just, you know, I'm, I don't think Cody Rhodes is showing up. You don't think so? I, I don't think he's even talked to the WWE. If you remember the last time, one of the last times we saw him, he said he's going to do something no one's ever seen before. I just, I, I can't, I can't wrap my head around how they wouldn't get a higher buy rate if people knew he was going to be there. Have him show up on Raw, just don't have him wrestle until then. I just. We still have Friday night. But supposedly the the angle he's going to work was with Seth Rollins. Yeah. So and and you know what? Nobody from WWE officially has commented. Nobody from Cody Rhodes has commented. This has all been conjecture by people on the inside. You know what? If that was his plan all along, was generate so much buzz because you noticed last week the fans were ch- chanting Cody. Mm-hmm. When Seth Rollins was, was out there, they, even everybody in that fucking arena is in on this, and they all think he's going to show up. And what if he doesn't? It just starts running Ring of Honor for Tony Khan. Right. I, I think it might be a little bit of a letdown if that's what happens now. But 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 it's not WWE's fault because they right. didn't do a thing. Right. And I, I agree. Cody. This was all created by the industry pundits. So I we'll thought see. someone did come out and confirm that he had already signed. Like but, on, on such and such day, I, I mean, can't remember who it was. Yeah, but it's it's not anybody in his camp, anybody in WWE. It's just fans are saying. Oh, was yeah, it fans or was it a well, different wrestler well, it, or something? It, 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 I, well, I mean, Jericho made a mention of it, um, oh. but also, I mean, it's been um, like reporters and people in the wrestling news industry. I mean, that's a, a whole industry, true, in and of its own. And uh, yeah, I mean, nobody who's officially tied to either company has actually come out and said something. Okay. So I mean, I don't know. I just. I just, I mean, unless you guys can think of a, you know, a different reason, I don't understand what they stand to gain by not revealing this ahead of time. I just, I feel like it, it's bigger if people know what's coming. Right. Because right now, like if it comes to fruition, it almost feels like it's a work between both companies to, to generate it like yeah. this. And yeah, I, I don't see that happening. I also don't understand why you would not have a buildup. Because, I mean, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, holy shit, that's a WrestleMania headliner right there. No buildup on this. And, and think about it. This doesn't make sense. So Cody's the EVP uh, AEW, founds yes. the company, leaves. Yeah, he might be going there for lots and lots of money. Some people said like five, three to $5 million, but Vince isn't going to give him creative control. Nope. All right? And he, he, the, the bigger thing is he's not just going to walk in and start beating up Vince's best guys. Also true. Third of all, Seth Rollins is on a losing streak, and he's one of their biggest biggest people. Do you think that we're going to go into WrestleMania, his big debut, and he's going to lose to Seth Rollins? Or that doesn't seem likely, and Seth Rollins doesn't can't really afford another loss at this point. Also true. So I just, none of this makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm not sure where it goes. Like. At all. I mean, the, the only thing that makes sense to me is that it's not actually happening. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Well, yeah. you, would, and you, that, would, you would think that they would want to have, like you said, have him show up on Raw and build up the suspense and also be able to get more people to purchase WrestleMania. Yeah. Or I, get the, or, or whatever, subscribe to their yeah. network to get WrestleMania or whatever. I think if he shows up ahead of time, you're going to get, you know, more people are going to are going to want to buy it to yeah. see the match. Oh, shit, what happens if, now? Yeah. Right. If you, if you don't, if he doesn't show up and you, you promote him being there, people are going to miss it because they don't think he's coming or, or whatnot. Yeah. So, so I, I agree with know. that. You, he should have he showed up 
beforehand if he was going to be there. It should and, have been this week if it was yeah, happening. Oh, yeah. And that's just too that's too big of a match not to build up to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you got to figure you've got, you know, Roman and Lesnar, you've got your big guys outside of that. I mean, who are the best workers they've got the, the biggest that the crowd pops biggest for like Drew McIntyre uh, and uh, Seth Rollins. I mean, yeah. they're, 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 they're big guys. And I, just the fact that they're not building up his match going into a two night WrestleMania blows my mind. Mm-hmm. There's definitely something on the boards for Seth Rollins, though, because they're yeah. not going to leave him out of WrestleMania. So, somebody said today they think it's Shane McMahon. I thought Shane got released from his contract. Vince owns the company. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Also you know, he he might have said, Shane, you were an asshole at Royal Rumble. Don't fucking do it again. Now come back here and lose to Seth Rollins. <laughs> but make sure there's a big spot where you jump across the ring or off something. And crash through a table again. Yes. Yeah. And that would be an acceptable match. And he can take the loss. Uh, right. To give Seth Rollins his, yeah. his much needed win. Anyway, that's take, this is taking up way too time. Or way too much time. But that, yeah, two that's, time. that's two, two time. I have aphasia. <laughs> talk about that later too um but yeah that's all i got right now <clears throat> okay corbs yeah well it's good to be back finally <laughs> welcome back so welcome as, back as some of you know i ended up with covid and if you have not had it you don't want it i'm gonna leave it at that it is a bitch it takes all of your energy you don't want to do anything you don't want to eat you don't want to get out of bed i spent three days in bed not wanting to do anything i didn't want to get out of bed to take a piss it just completely drained me of every ounce of energy that i had and it took probably another week to 10 days to get an appetite back wow and you were um you were you got the shot. You were vaccinated, weren't you? Yeah, I got the I got the Johnson and Johnson. I got the Johnson and Johnson shot, and I got the second. So I didn't get I didn't, I got the second shot, but I don't have the booster yet. So my son and I both don't have the boosters. We both ended up with COVID. Really surprised mom, it was that severe for you, even you know just with the yeah, booster. And mom has her booster, so she has all three shots, and she ended up sick at the same time. She had, and we tested her multiple times, and she never had it, which was great. She ended up with like a severe case of the flu. So all three of us were sick at the same time. That sucks. Yep. So that's why I missed two weeks and then we were off for a week. And then I missed last week because I took my son to see the play Hamilton down at the landmark. Me and my sister and my son went. And I have to admit, I was not expecting the play to be what it was. Excuse me. It was, well, I shouldn't say it was, it is a historical play. Yes. But it's all hip hop music. The cast is 90% ethical. And I have to admit, the music was amazing. The show was amazing. My son loved it. He watched it on Disney when it first came out. Actually, the very first day that it came out, he watched it. He's like, I want to watch this. He sat in his room and watched the whole thing. I think it was like three hours long or three and a half hours long or something. He watched everything. He's like, I want to go see it in the play. So 
I started looking to go to New York City to see the play. Right. On to Broadway. Yeah, that wasn't happening. <laughs> the seats I had here at the Landmark down there were $1,200 a piece. Ooh. Wow. So I was like, nope. So I started looking to see if it was coming anywhere close. I mean, I would have driven anywhere to see it. I would have driven to Pittsburgh. I would have driven to Philadelphia. Found out was coming to Syracuse. Um, God bless Kelly. She sent me a link for pre-sale tickets. Nice. So I went on and got three tickets for Christmas for my for my son, for myself, and for my sister. Nice. So we went uh, last Wednesday, and like I said, fantastic show. I I would I would recommend that show to anybody that wanted to go see it. It's that good. The acting is fantastic. The, the songs are great. Um, like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deter anybody from going. I know a lot of people that have gone to see it. I saw a lot of people on Facebook that had gone and seen it. So if you ever get the chance to go and see it, take the opportunity to go and see it. And the landmark, um, not a bad seat in the house. Right. They just redid it, right? <clears throat> they did. Um, so we got seats up in the balcony. Um, three rows up from the railing. Now the seats are a little close. So if you're tall and you're a bigger guy like myself, my sister's on the bigger side too. My son is skinny, but he's tall. So he sat on the aisle. So he's able to put his legs out in the aisle, but you, there's not a lot of room in between the seats. The seats themselves have gotten a little bit bigger, but if you're a bigger, if you're on the bigger side, they're a little uncomfortable. Um, but other than that, I mean, the seats were fantastic. Um, I would have gotten seats on the floor, but they were a little more expensive. Um, but again, uh, fantastic show. I would go back and see any, if you wanted to go back and see, I know Cats is coming. Um, they got a couple other plays that are coming or whatnot. I would go back and see another play there. It is that good. It was that nice. Um, they put on a great, a great show. The landmark did a great job. And other than that, it's just been, I just been, hanging out at home i've been like i said i've been sick with i was sick with covid for two weeks and then hamilton and then not of course i ended up sick the last two days with god only knows what i've just been like hacking up a lung and just kind of not really feeling all that great so but i did take a test and i'm not i'll have covid again so but i know that Ned, it's just been it's been work for me right so you know i'm just no. glad i'm just glad to be back I've, I've missed I've missed coming on Wednesday nights and hanging out and not saying much and just sitting here. But you're making up for it tonight. You've had a I lot am. to say already. Uh, yeah, I did, and <laughs> it's like I said, it's just it's it's nice to get back and, and back and see you guys and hang out and, and whatnot. So that's all I got. I'm gonna well, welcome it. back. We're glad to have you back because I'm really fucking sick of doing movie reviews. He did some pretty good movies, though. I'll give you that. It did. I had free reign. I could pick whatever I wanted. <laughs> I was actually, and you, you, you laugh. You sent me the list that you did. I was actually that was one of the movies I was going to do was They Live today, but I, I got a, I got a good one for today. So yeah, I think you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> oh boy. But let's keep this rolling. Uh, Kev, what's got you geeked? Well, I was going to talk about something that pissed me off, but it turned out pretty well. Um, uh, my wife got a new got a new ride, which is which is a great thing. She uh, she got herself a new Riker um she had a can-am riker a 2020 and um 
she ended up getting a new one because the new one's got a few few more features on it that make it a little, a little nicer for cruise control and better suspension, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, about that, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I got into it uh, a couple days ago to add some accessories that I got for it. I got some uh, heated grips for it. I got some power ports for it uh, on the handlebars. There's these adapters you put on, and and there's USB ports on one side, twelve volt socket on the other. Um, a RAM ball so I can put a phone mount on there and all the wiring that goes with that. And the nice thing about the Riker is that there's a company called Sling Mods that makes um, adapters, so electrical adapters. So you just plug in and go. Uh, because on the Riker, there's a power port uh, just under the left hand side body cowl. You take this, you know, cowl piece off and you can get to the, to the power port. So I plug everything in, had it all plugged in, um, had everything wired up, start the machine up, nothing works. No power to the grips, no power to the USB ports, no power to the 12 volt, no power anywhere. Now it shouldn't work with just the key on because there's no really way to turn the key on, it's just a key fob. So you gotta actually uh, turn the machine on, actually run it to actually get power um, to anything. So I checked a bunch of stuff. No idea. Maybe I maybe I have a bad adapter because these adapters I have plugged directly into the port that's provided by Can-Am for accessory power, which is nice. It's a little sticker right on there. It tells you a uh, maximum of uh, six amps, I think, uh, maximum five amps per device. So total total amps off of that is six amps. Um, one amp could be one one device could be five amps of those six amps. So anyway. Um, so I know that's where it's supposed to go. And that's where it was in the 2020. Same exact place, same exact port, same exact little adapters I got from the same company. So I had to leave it for a couple of days because um, I got real late first night and uh, I just got done with it. I had to, had to call it a night. Couldn't get to it uh, last night. And then tonight I go back into it super right after work. I go down, I got my multimeter and I pull the adapter out and I'm ready to you know, check the power I'm ready to turn the machine on. I'm looking in the port. And I'm like, boy, that looks odd. Get my little drop light. You know, make sure I got my glasses on because you know my my eyes suck. So, and I'm looking in there and I'm like, well, where are the two little tabs hold that would carry the 12 volt power? And I'm looking and I'm looking, and I take you know I feel around my finger, and I take a little screwdriver and I'm gently in there probing, looking around. Well, it wasn't the machine wasn't on, so I'm just looking for the I'm just looking for the tabs. They're not there. So I start thinking, well, wait a minute. Now, did they did they break? Are they inside the adapter piece? Because it went in and out really easy. It's not like I had to force it in. I look at it. Nope, they're not in there. So I look in with a light and I look in real close, and I notice the back part of that little connector is solid it was never cut out they never put the power port in from the fucking factory now i'm assuming that it's supposed to have power there because the port's still there now no you could you could say well they're just reusing body parts from the old machines you know they didn't change a whole hell of a lot so it's from the old machine but the new one's got some differences it's got a led light in the front you know they didn't have the extra power okay, why is there a sticker there telling me what the accessory power load can be maximum if there's not supposed to be power there? Now, now I don't have a wiring diagram. 
I don't have wiring diagrams, but I have already been into the um, uh, the fuse box, so I know that there is an accessory power fuse there. There's a USB port fuse because there's a USB port actually in the glove box. But and this 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 might be the other thing too is maybe they did that and they forgot to do this or they made a mistake and put the sticker on and they weren't supposed to because it only goes on the other machines that don't have all these options. I don't know. I got to find out what the hell is going on. So that that made me a little sour trying to figure out why the hell that's not there. But why I ended up happy is because the heated grips I bought for her machine, um, there's, there's different ways to do heated grips. There's a lot of different ways. You can roll your own. You get these little adapters that, you know, they, they tape onto the handlebar and you put your own grip on it. You wire them in your own way because they've got just bare wires and, and they got a controller. You got to wire everything in and you got to, you know, crimp everything down and solder it all together up to, you know, that's the, that's the one, that's the one end of the scale. The other end of the scale is it's made by the manufacturer. You just put it on and plug it in. The system I bought is generic, but it's generic to the point where the only thing you got to do is provide 12 volt power. It does everything else for you. And it's a very, very good system. It's so good that it has a low power protection system. In other words, if you wire it directly to your battery and you forget and you leave them on, if the battery drops below 12 volts, it automatically turns them off. Nice. Right? So I have another motorcycle. Uh, I, these are the ones I put on Kathy's last machine, but I had the adapter, so I wasn't really worried about any of that. Um, so I put it on another motorcycle I have that does not have any accessory power anywhere, wired it directly to the battery, never had a problem. Don't, don't, don't uh, believe I'll ever have a problem. Got them specifically for that reason. So for her new machine, I was like, well, okay, the, the wire is long enough. I'm just take them right to the battery. No problem. Um, it's got an inline fuse. I can pull the fuse in the winter to make sure that there's no possible draw through the winter storage, you know, all that fun stuff. So I wired that directly in. No problem. Well, it still leaves me with my accessory power on the handlebars. I had to figure out what the hell I was going to do. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking about it. And I'm racking my brain. I'm like, well, I could run them to the, to the battery. I don't really want to do that because now I want to provide a switch of some sort to make sure that they're off when they're off so that there's no possible drain on the battery. I don't want to do that. I don't want to run directly to the battery. So I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about five. So all right, I got to be done for the night. I turned everything off, cleaned everything up, came inside. And I got thinking about it and I said, you know what? There's two connectors that go to the USB port in that new glove box. And that glove box sits right there in a perfect place for me to wire directly in for these, this, this accessory line. So I went out with the multimeter and I checked it. There's no power to it when the machine's off, which is good. So it's keyed power. So the machine has to be running for there to be power there, which is perfect. It's exactly what I want. I don't want power to any of these ports when the machine's off. So I went on and I started looking around for some new 12 volt power taps. Now I've used some old ones that were kind of bulky and kind of crappy and I really don't like them. What a power tap is, if you've ever done this, you've got a wire and then you put this adapter onto it and you can put another wire in there so you get power off of the wire without having to cut it and strip it and solder it and crimp it and all that. It's just one little thing to put on there to get the power off they're normally ugly and they look they make it look like it's cheap and cheesy and just makes it look like you don't know what you're doing these new ones i found are a t so they go on in line 
and they provide a socket here that you put a spade connector on the bare wire and you just plug it onto the T. Nice. So nice. So I ordered a kit of those and I'll have those in a day or two and I'll be able to put it all back together, which means I'll be able to disconnect it if it ever needs to be repaired or fixed or, or taken apart for any reason. Um, it'll actually look right. It'll be, it'll be uh, connected properly to the right wires that are keyed, you know, powered power accessories. She's never going to have a situation where she's going to have something in the glove box charging and on the handlebars. And the most she's ever going to have on her handlebars is her cell phone. Right. So I'm completely not worried, even if she were to charge like a portable battery pack in her glove box and her cell phone on her handlebars, because the glove box has two ports. If she's only ever charging two things, she's going to be way under the capacity of what this thing can provide. I'm happy. I couldn't be happier the way this turned out. Um, I'll call the dealership and find out if they can talk to Can-Am to see, it's actually BRP, uh, Bombardier um, Recreational Products out of uh, Canada. Um, see if they can contact them and find out if there's actually supposed to be a power port there. Even if there is, I doubt very much they do anything for me. I'm sure as hell not giving them the machine back for this. Right. That's not going to happen. Um, just, I guess I just like to let somebody know that that's not right. But, or, or if it's not supposed to be there, then just tell me that. And that's fine. You know, I, I figured it out. So I'm not, I'm not horribly worried about it. Um, so, so my, my bad experience has turned into a good one because I figured out a way to install everything without ever having to worry about draining the battery while we're in the middle of a ride somewhere in East bumfuck Maine or God knows where. Right. On the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's, that's where I'm at. I'm, 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 I'm happier than I was two hours, three hours ago. <laughs> well, that works. All right. So I guess it's my turn. Uh, so what's got me geeked was Madison had her first cheerleading competition this past weekend. And uh, you guys probably saw on Facebook already, but um, I wasn't there for it. I was home with Kylie. We were supposed to go to a birthday party that, which didn't work out. Um, so I got the report back that um, they did their thing and they were waiting on their judging, scoring, whatever it is. I, I saw the routine. It was all right. It's what we expected with, from their group. Uh, and then Kristen sends me a picture and I'll post it probably right here right now um, of Madison and her group all holding up ribbons. And I text Kristen back. I said, oh, do they get a participation ribbon? They took first place. Wow. So I was, I was pretty, pretty excited. Um, Kristen wouldn't let me post to Facebook that apparently champions run in the family since Madison and I are the only ones that have, you know, championship trophies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was pretty excited about that. Proud Papa moment. Uh, it's nothing real cool. Um, but you know, there, there is one other thing that I'm excited about and it's a project that I've been working for weeks on and, um, I wanted to show it to you guys and you know what? Just hit it. What? Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Jack Corbett. Kev's confused. He's never met Jack. Hi, Jack. But, well, all I see is Kevin's rocking the most epic mustache I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> that he is. Um, this has been in the work for a few weeks. Um, actually, longer than that, isn't it, Jack? Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's been probably a month and a half, two months now. Yeah. Um, I happened to reach out to him one night while I was editing and was like, dude, what the fuck? And we talked everything out and we decided that he was coming back. He was going to come back for a visit. And we decided what better time than our April Fool's show to throw you guys a curveball. <laughs> so, Hugh Jack, Corbs. It is Hugh great Corbs. to see you. Good <laughs> freaking Corbett. I love it. I didn't catch that before. Um, Jack, I'm going to step back for a second and give you a give you a, a chance to reacclimate here. Oh gosh! And Hugh, you'll be happy. I got my notes all printed out now. <laughs> I put mine in Word and I throw them up on the screen when I need them. No, I love it. Um, first off, no. Um, what's got me geeked is just being with my family again, my Geek Pod family, and um, being with you guys again. Just hearing your stories and. Paul has me, um, we're muted and my screen's not being shown, but I'm hearing your stories. You guys are all doing well, it sounds like. Corbs, I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you, sir. Um, of course. Uh, Hugh, um, with that, um, Snake Bruno, and it sounds like your family's doing well. Wishing you all the best. Um, but um, no, I actually, I was taking notes. Um, I actually, sadly, I've been getting back into wrestling myself, so I'm excited for WrestleMania this weekend. Mm. I, I knew as soon as you brought up <laughs> WrestleMania that Jack was just chomping at the bit over there, and I kept watching to make sure he didn't take it off of mute. <laughs> I was close a couple times because, like, I, honestly, I'm gonna go a curveball as well. Vince doesn't give a fuck about you, he wants to keep that as close to the nose as much as he can. He doesn't care if Cody Rhodes is raw or not. He will be there, but I wish they kept it a little better secret. It's just weird. I totally agree with you, though. It's just messed up. But, um, Kev, nice to finally meet you. Nice uh -oh. to meet you. Like I said, um, you're rocking a great mustache. Um, I hear you're going to celebration. Yes, sir. So, Can't wait. Oh. Same, same here, bro. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, we'll see you there then. Three years in the making. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely sh uh, meet up. Three years in the making. And uh, Hugh and Corbs, you probably guys know this. Um, Kev, you bought your ticket, what, three years ago? When'd you buy it? 20, yeah, for the 20, 2020. So COVID hit. My buddy that lives in California, he, we bought him for $180 for four days. And Kev, tell them how much they're worth now, basically. I don't even know. In all honesty, have them keep a track. Um, uh, my buddy and I are splitting up the different costs for things. So he had bought the tickets and he made some of the arrangements for Disney. We're going to go a couple days early and we're actually going to go to Disney and do galaxy's edge and all that. Um, so he's doing a lot of the arrangements on that side of it. So all, all we ever talked about was making sure that we kept our tickets. Um, he was going to go no matter what. And I really want to go it was my first one. Um, I have no idea. I have a feeling that they're up there. $1,500 for a four-day pass. Wow. <laughs> so you're not Kevin, going You're hitting on a golden ticket, my friend. <laughs> yeah, no, and we're definitely doing all four days. Um, you know, we, we're, we're, in, we're in for the whole thing. I will look forward to meeting you there. Maybe we can meet sooner, but um, we'll definitely meet up. But 
but Paul, I'll give it back to you. What's got me geeked is from the bottom of my heart to you. Thank you for having me back. And I'm happy Madison did well last week. Thank you. And, and Jack, I, I think if I speak for all of us, maybe except for Kevin, cause he doesn't know who the fuck you are, but <laughs> welcome home, brother. Seriously. Yeah. Nice to see you, man. Yeah, we really, really hoped. Uh, was it the the hundredth episode? Yes, I think you yep. reached out. You know, it just it didn't feel right. Yep, I mean, he probably didn't watch it, so he doesn't know that he did appear on the hundredth episode. <laughs> <laughs> but we did basically I- almost like an in memoriam for you. <laughs> oh, I love it! I did actually see that. I was like, did I you? actually okay. went back. I went back. <laughs> he was oh. scouting for this, is what he was doing. <laughs> All right. Well, it's, since it's been a while since you've been here, some stuff has changed. The show's a little more structured now. So uh, just jump in. We're accl- uh, more structured? applicable. <laughs> okay, yeah, because Bruce remember, Willis. when Jack used to do the show, we would literally all just sit around the table and bullshit. Now we actually have segments and shit. So. It still goes off the rail, though. Really? Always. Yes. We have, section? We have segments? Segments, not sex. That's not happening on this show. At least this not is an April Fool's episode. <laughs> we still don't know what you're it doing on the table. Whatever Paul. you want. <laughs> I mean, it's not the Valentine's Day uh, relationship advice episode. <laughs> All right, so let's move this along, guys. What you playing? I'm still playing 2K22. Um, <sighs> Me too. Uh, I, nothing really to report, uh, other than I wanted to ask you, Paul. Have you uh, have you gotten more into the showcase mode yet? No, the only thing that I've done is my rise. Okay. That's Showcase what I've been working mode on. is fucking hard. Is it? Well, the, the whole idea is that it takes you, each, each one takes you through a match in Rey Mysterio's career. You know, one of right. the big matches. And I told you before how they cut out into video, like mid-match, like it's, it's crazy. And he starts giving commentary about what was happening at that point. But you basically, you're recreating the match. So it, it gives you like little clues up in the upper right, like what move you have to hit next. And you have to keep going. You don't necessarily have to beat the guy badly or even win the match. Because a lot of times, I've only had to pin somebody once. Every other match I've done, you do the certain thing, and then the game takes over, and, and it shows you the rest of it. But some of those things are hard to hit. Like, for instance, I had one where you had to do a, 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 a running apron uh, attack so you basically you get on the ring apron run and jump and on the guy on the outside right so fucking hard to set that up because you have to get the guy out of the ring you have to get him to follow you down to a point where he won't just come in the other side of the ring once you get up there <laughs> but once he's that close to you the buttons change what they do and yep. i swear to god i spent like you know 40 minutes trying to hit one move the other day uh I finally did it, but it was just, it was ridiculous. And I'm only doing it so I can open up all the, uh, the unlockables. Otherwise I, I would, I mean, it's Skip neat. It. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's neat. It's really cool what they did there, but it, it's, it seems unnecessarily difficult. Well, now wait a minute with you having like, basically like the gold standard version of the game, like the, the most expensive, version. it doesn't come everything unlocked. You like, there's there, still stuff you have to unlock. There's still stuff in the uh, showcase mode. So for instance, okay. um, I wanted to download a defract is one of the best uh, creators for the, uh, the, the custom characters. And he had made that basically the best Chris Jericho that's, that's available nice. so far, but two of the parts were locked behind winning the Ray Mysterio versus JBL uh, showcase match so that i went to that and that's what i worked on you know because I, I wanted to get that chris jericho right. and i did there's also a really good cody Rhodes in there you should check out 
Um, I think he might have done the same ones for Danhausen and CM Punk that I got. Possibly. Defract is one of the big ones. Um, What's the status is another big creator. Uh, They also have uh, 2K uh, has uh, brought on some of those creators now. They're actually hiring them to create characters for the game, which might mean you'll see less AEW from those those guys, but you'll probably see really good quality stuff uh, beyond that, you know. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I was showing you guys in, uh, in there. This is also my, my, what I'm playing because it's the only thing I'm playing right now. Um, I, I, I made my character. Uh, I showed you some pictures uh, of me. Uh, you'll notice I had the strategically placed, um, headband because my, my color palettes didn't match up and you know, I just have this fucking line on my forehead. So, um, you can, you can equalize that. You can actually uh, on the face, you can. I did, but I think there was so many different shades in the, my face because with the shadowing and stuff on my picture, because I didn't do a really good job with with the picture I got. But um, I, my guy, since you know I'm not as lucky as Hugh, and my my full name isn't in the game, uh, so I'm Paul S. That's what I went with, and I'm big time Paul S. Which Kylie hates. She was she was sitting with me while I was making it. She says it's just stupid. I said, well, she's not wrong. I only have so many options. Um, but, um, again, you'll probably see my picture here along with Hugh's picture there. Um, and I'm going <laughs> to screw them up when I go to put them in anyway. Probably. Um, but <laughs> as I messaged you guys, both times it happened. Um, I, I think it was just the, the picture with the accompanying tag that said, and new dot, 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 because I've already on my rise gone through, got the universe, uh, the United States title from uh, Champa. And then I, I just, I think it was the other night, I, maybe I didn't send it to you guys, won the WWE title from Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. So uh, it looked like uh, you went SmackDown, Hugh? Um, no, no. I went uh, I went Raw as well. Did you? Oh, because yeah. the, the picture you sent, it looked like it was SmackDown. My bad. The picture I sent wasn't from my rise. The picture oh, okay. it was just a match. Yeah, yeah, because I, I wanted to make sure I had, good, you know, good control over the entrance and everything, so gotcha. I could get a bunch of pictures that uh, looked really good. Yeah, you got a lot more pictures than I did. I've got like three. Yeah, well, so far. I, I I did them through because you know the PSF app, yeah, the PS app will now send your your photos and shit to your phone on oh. the app, which is really cool. So that's how I did it. So I took a video, and then I through that video I went and snapped some uh, some pictures, and they they showed up on my phone like two minutes later, and that's how I sent. That's them cool. You guys. Nice. Um, I'm assuming basically that's all on rails for us. Like the storylines are basically the same thing other than what choices you make. Like, I guess so. did you I get to know. go up against uh Champa for the U S title? I, I, I've played two matches in my rise. Oh, okay. All right. So is, my rise like the, is that the like career mode? Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then well, there's also universe. Yeah. Mode, which, which, which is, is where you a different pick a character. It, that's kind of a career mode, but there's not a, set story my rise is supposed to be you rising through the ranks whereas universe is just you're now part of the universe and it just keeps booking you in matches and gotcha i mean i guess there's an occasional cut scene but it's not as developed yeah the only thing i don't like is that all of your your storyline building is through social media on on my rise that just seems weird yeah and i also don't like the fact that they when i'm not in my wrestling gear they dress me preppy i'm in like a collared shirt i look like i'm going to work is what it is i wish they had different voice options too just that bro sounding dude. That's that's who you are. Yeah, yeah. It's just the default voice. It, it yeah. doesn't fit at all. 
Yeah. But do they throw in game. like do they throw like legends in? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're being trained by uh like Shawn Michaels and Road Dog. Yes. Like tra- it starts you off in the performance center. So I mean it's it's neat. I mean, you're you're in the performance center. That's where a lot of it takes place at the beginning, at least. Um, I don't yes. know how it pans out later on. But yeah, I mean, and those are voiced cutscenes. And man, Road Dog does not look like Road Dog anymore at all. He, no, he looks like an old man. I've seen um, pictures, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. But uh, yeah, and as you go further into my rise like one part of it road dog basically tells you to imagine matches mm-hmm. against legends yep. and uh and so i did a couple of those and i did against bret hart and then i had to do one against andre the giant and then i had a handicap match against the rock in stone cold that's which, where i am right now that is not fair at all yeah i was i that's where i was like oh shit and i just shut it off i'm like i'm not doing this right now i don't have the time for this bullshit no that one took me like 15 minutes because you know what i can guarantee you something i would not lose a match in my head against the rock and stone cold it would not be that difficult well let me tell you (laughs) road dog calls you out on that when that does in fact happen (laughs) yeah and uh you have to tell him that and he's like you lost a match in your imagination (laughs) so be prepared for that because you kind of lose that one and continue on. Okay. Um, but I, it was right around after that, that I got the hang of it. So I've kind of put a whoop into everybody else after. <laughs> you all right over there? <laughs> <laughs> you got that. Okay. I remember my first drink too. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, I think that uh, that covered it for Hugh and I. Um, Kev, I want to jump to you so you don't get skipped this week. <laughs> Corbs is next, but I mean, I thoroughly expect to be skipped at the end of this. <laughs> After last week. <laughs> no, I just let me. Let me just say real quick. Uh, it only take me a minute or or thirty seconds. Thank you, Hugh for referring me to far cry it is now my favorite pc game and it is the reason why i will build myself a new gaming computer because i want to play the new ones look what you've done (laughs) there you go hugh (laughs) it's a lot of fun i like how casual it is yeah um i like how the i mean it's a lot like uh just cause and the way that the the main storyline just kind of hangs out and you can just go along with it whenever you want or you can do all the side stuff. Like I've been clearing the islands, um, clearing all the, um, the enemy outposts, whatever the hell they're called. And um, just so I can get the fast travel locations. And I'm getting better and better at it, you know, sneaking around. And, and, and I love that, the, the sniping and the, and the sneaking up on guys and, and killing them with a knife. Um, I love the main storyline with the, uh, the, um, the goddess, not the goddess, but the, uh, the woman there that's in charge of the... Um, um, the local Indians. So yeah, it's, it's fun. It's a, it's a good story. It's well-made, you know, for this being an older game, it's really, it, it's in really good shape. You know, the graphics are nice. The controls are nice. There's some limitations. It, you know, it's supposed to be an all world kind of thing, but there's some limitations where you can't really do some stuff um, that you'd like to, you know, different ways to climb the towers or maybe, you know, jump into a helicopter, things like that. But um I'm always looking for my grappling hook in my in my uh, parachute, but um, that's that's all right. That's fun. I'm having a lot of fun. Thank you, Hugh. I'm glad to hear it. 
So is this another one I should add to the library of games that I'm never going to get around to? Does it matter? I mean, yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, for for nine dollars, I bought the deluxe version on freaking Steam. So I mean, it's it, I, I have a hundred games on there I've never played and probably never will. So like you, kind of like my cabinet. Yeah, it's yeah. full. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll pick it up Saturday morning when I'm picking up my PS5. Yeah. So. yeah. Ooh. Oh wow. You've said Fine. this before. I mean, it, uh, is it really happening? It's unless when I get there that morning, there's 20 people in line. It's really happening. Oh, okay. So right. it's I've gotten all the approvals and I have a plan in place. But the wife said yes. Yeah, that's just really I got the approvals. Yeah, <laughs> it's written down for you, like contract. yes, yes. Um, I think she's finally just gotten sick of me whining about it. So it, it's happening. Did you, have, did you have to agree to something else t- to get that? No. I, like I said, she. I think I finally broke her down is what it was. Well, so you don't also- what you, I, hope, I hope you get what I'm talking about, Paul. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Between the two of us? Oh. <laughs> well, no, that's a foregone conclusion, no matter what we had to say about it anyway. So... <laughs> Well, heads up, Paul, GameStop has a one terabyte Samsung hard drive designed for the PlayStation 5 for uh, like $169.99, which is okay. the best price. Um, that's the one I, I installed it in mine uh, like a week ago. Like um, an internal, really, not one of the externals? Yeah, it's an okay. internal. And so you can save PS5 games to it, okay. which you can't do with a normal external. Uh, and you, you really need it, you know, as soon as you can, because the, you only get like 800 gigs. And I mean, these new games are huge. Right. They're only going to get bigger. And the fact that I'm going to be porting all my PS4 stuff over to it isn't going to. Yeah. Do what you can do is if you get an external drive, you can put all your PS4 games on the external drive, but PS5 games can only be installed to a solid state drive. So okay. it has to be the internal or an approved solid state drive. Gotcha. Good to know. All right. Um, Corbs, you playing anything? You still collecting spoons? Yeah, I've been using my spoons lately. So. You need new spoons. I need. I, need, I got to find another game to play for, to get my spoons. Um, I got back into playing uh, MLB The Show 2021. Nice. So I finished up. I finally finished up my first season, and I'm like halfway through season two. I'm in AAA right now, so trying just trying to get to the major leagues. Um, but the new game comes out. Uh, I think three weeks. They had to wait. I was talking to my dad about it yesterday. Um, they had to wait for the lockout to end. Oh no shit! Even Before for the video could, game. For the video game, because they didn't know they had no nobody signed. Oh, All these that's guys true were too. Signing, but they're that they weren't official until the lockout was resolved. And once that got resolved, all these guys started moving teams and whatnot. So, so guys are they finally got guys where they're you know supposed to be and whatnot. So the game's coming out uh, the twenty second, I think. So nice. it was a week after my, week after my birthday. So. Oh, hint, hint. So, yeah, well, I'm already getting it for my birthday, so. Nice. My dad buys it for me every year. Uh, that's, my, that's my birthday gift every year is the MLB The Show, so. That's the way to do it. It's, it's simple. It's easy. I mean, I, I, I play it. It's just, you know, something I, it's a game that I get every single year. I play it every single year it comes out. I think I started when it was triple play back oh, in, wow. like, 90, 94 is when it first came out 
I've been playing it since then. Every year I get it. Every single year I get I get a copy of it. My dad buys it for me for my birthday, and I play it from you know until the new one comes out, and then I take it and trade it in and <laughs> use it to buy something for my for my son a gift card or whatever. So I mean, obviously when you trade it in, you get like two bucks for it. I mean, <laughs> still a version of it or whatever. But still, I mean, it's you know, but just that's it. Just been playing that, and awesome. I've been collecting spoons. Jack, you doing any gaming? Yeah, actually, um, just recently, um, when I was um, growing up, the GameCube was the big system. So uh, recently, um, my friend and I, he um, is a techie. We jailbroke uh, GameCube. I have the whole library now. Wow. And um, I took the orange LED light out, and I put a green LED light bulb in it, four controllers. And I am proud to say, have you guys ever played the GameCube? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've still got mine. Do you remember, what was it, Eternal Darkness? Oh, yeah. I don't know that one. I finally beat this game. I was so happy. <laughs> I was that like, was hard. Yeah. It was really hard. Tell me if I'm saying this right, Hugh. Um, it's a girl named Alex. Her grandfather dies, and she has to go through, like, the diaries and all that stuff and try to figure out how he died and all that. But it's kind of like uh, Resident Evil meets... I don't know, like a, it's a crime. Uh, yeah, I just, I remember, and this is going way back, but I, I seem to recall that even at the very beginning of the game, it was very confusing as to what you were supposed to do. And I never got very far in it at all because I just couldn't figure out what the game wanted from me. Uh, I seem to remember like hallways and just kind of like walking around and getting killed and not really knowing what the fuck was going on. Nobody knew what was going on too, because like you have your life, you have your potion meter and you have your sanity meter. So there's yeah. three different meters. So it's so, it's a mind fuck. Like you're literally walking in the hallway. The game will say, oh, the game's frozen. Please take it out. No, the game's just fucking with you. So yeah. it is. Really? It, it just, wow. and literally you're walking down the hallway. Your limbs fall off. You're like, oh no, you're just sanity. He's just messing with you. And this wow. is. This is not a good game to play when you've had like five beers and you're a lonely dude living in your own house playing in the basement and you're like freaking out. I think I'm <laughs> tripping. <laughs> wow. So, but no, um, I finally beat that. But um, I have a 500 games on this GameCube, four controllers, and you guys got to try this out. I'll have to show you guys sometime. That's pretty awesome. I didn't know there was a thing. I didn't know you could jailbreak That's neat. GameCubes and oh, yeah. shit. But uh, piggyback on Corbs, what he said, Triple Play 2001, Mike Piazza on the cover. That was one of my favorite games. Yep. <laughs> but that's what I played. Nice. All right. Well, it sounds to me like it's time for Kev's Tabletop Review. You're fucking with me again. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Everybody's just like. Ah. I'm expecting the freaking the the the, the recording to stop. <laughs> this is uh, great though. This is better. This is better. Son of a bitch. Warts and all. How much time we got? Because this is gonna go a little longer than normal. Doesn't I say. would say we got at least 10, 15 minutes. All right. Well, let's see if I can do it. We might have to. Might have to come back. 
So he just ripped that curtain right aside. It's just, <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you got to tell people why I'm just sitting here looking like a freaking idiot. Never mind. Don't stop do that. distracting him, Paul. Don't, don't, do finish that. Any time. don't do that. All right. So, so I went looking for a game that was kind of themed after a show I watched today. Disney Plus dropped. And if you don't know when recording the show, uh, it's actually a Wednesday uh, evening. It is uh, uh, March 30th. Tearing that curtain so, down. Just yep, just tearing it down. <laughs> it's important, though. This is important. I watched the newest Disney Plus Marvel show called Moon Knight. So, oh, that came out already? That... I went and I went to try to find a game based on Moon Knight. All I could find on Board Game Geek. Let me just see if I can pull this up. Uh, hold on a second. So on Board Game Geek, I found this Marvel Crisis Protocol miniatures game. So the 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 game is uh, is set up so that you have these different scenarios, you have um, these maps and all these different features that you can use as weapons or as cushions if you get thrown around. And it's all of the latest. This game came out in 2019, so it's all your latest Marvel characters that you're used to from the movies. Okay, so you take your comic book knowledge and kind of put it in your back pocket and take your movie knowledge and bring it out. And that's what this game is all about. So the, the basic game comes with uh, 10 plastic character miniatures. And some of those are Black Widow, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Spider-Man, and a few others. 10 bases of varied sizes from 30 millimeters to 50 millimeters, nine pieces of terrain, dice, and some other things. So you set the game up and you play against each other. The really cool thing about this is these miniatures are not painted. So part of the game is for you to get together with your friends and to paint your miniatures. The other part of the game are the expansion sets. And man, is there a lot of them. The one I happened to find was the Blade and Moon Knight expansion. So Blade, you remember Blade, played mm -hmm. by uh, what, what, Wesley Snipes? Wesley Snipes. Yeah, he did the original. I think somebody else came back and played him later on. There was, yet. A, uh, there was, was there a TV series. series yes, there yeah, was a TV series. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, and it, it was a different. That was a different actor, right? Yes, he was okay. a rapper. Okay. Um, so, so Blade and Moon Knight are in this kit, and they're part of that. A part of that Marvel Crisis protocol. So these are more characters, and they're 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 really nice looking characters. I mean, they're showing the, the them painted, and somebody did a really really nice job uh, painting these characters. And don't forget, um, in a previous show, uh, we linked to a YouTube video how tos on how to paint these characters, how to get started, what kind of paints to use, what kind of brushes to use, um, you know, how to how to do it, and and not and not feel as though you're really going to mess it up. It's it's a really nice really nice tutorial. So this is where it's going to get a little bit long. That's the game. I urge you to check it out on boardgamegeek.com. I think it's really neat. I'm not, I, you know, I love the, 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 the miniatures, especially when they come in a, in a game set. Expansion sets are fun too. I read the description for this and I read the following. Mark Spector's Moon Knight, The Fist of Khonshu. On an archaeological expedition in Egypt, Spectre uncovered a temple of the ancient moon god, Khonshu. Betrayed and left for dead, the god gave Spectre a second chance at life as Moon Knight, a supernatural crime fighter with powers tied into the cycles of the moon. This is why 
I didn't know who Moon Knight was. Because Paul has never done that kind of job describing him to me. In 1984, I met Moon Knight when I bought issue number one of series number two of the comic books. The Fist of Khonshu? The Fist of Khonshu. That's how I know Moon Knight. I know there was a first series. I know that was the one you were looking for that day at that comic at that comic con in in uh, where we go um, Saratoga. Saratoga. You you told you said this is the one. It's worth so much money. You know, it's part of this other series. You never talked about volume two. When I read this and I read Fist of Conchu, it triggered a memory, and I'm like, I know Fist of Conchu. I had those comic books. So then I go and look it up and I'm looking at a picture right now of the cover of volume one came out in June for a fist of Khonshu moon night. And it's him in his white costume with the um, Egyptian uh, symbol on, on the front of his uniform. The, the, the outfit looks nothing like what they're using in the story on Disney plus. And he's got this special um, uh, weapon because when this is this is the second part of the Mark Spector story, where he's he's basically resurrected and brought back, it, with the promise of you know um, not only a better costume but um, better weapons, more en- enchanted weapons that are that, that he gets to use to fight, you know, do the, the whole crime crime fighting battle. Paul, I never in in all of the and obviously I was younger then. I mean, 1985. I was you know. 16 years old didn't really pay much attention to what was going on like you said they wrote the comics really hadn't broached a lot of what moon knight is now what the story is now the whole you know multiple personalities or whatever you know the the whole psychological aspect of what moon knight is back then it was just a guy that got bestowed with some ancient egyptian uh uh, uh you know deities um uh powers to help him you know do right in the world and you know slay his his enemies that are walking the planet that's the moon knight i know and now i'm sharing this with you and and i i have now a deeper and more understood connection of exactly who moon knight is earlier when i watched the show i immediately got on on text message with paul i'm like what is this? Who is this? Why is he like this? Is it an entity that's inhabiting a human form? I didn't understand it because I was understanding it from the way Paul had explained it to me, which was different from what I knew. And not that, not that I knew all that much, and I, and I honestly don't remember, but that comic book cover, and I'll, and I'll send you the link, Paul. I didn't put it in the notes on purpose because I wanted it to be kind of a surprise. I remember that. I remember picking that up. It was Crandall's Corner Pharmacy here in Mexico, New York, where I bought my comic books. I remember seeing that on the stand and I picked it up thinking, oh, this looks pretty cool. I, I, I know I had all six episodes, all, all six issues, um, because I recognized every cover and I know I read them. And I also know it wasn't quite my thing, not at the time. I was a Spider-Man junkie. Um, didn't really even care for Batman that much. It was fun. You know, it was great because it was the first, you know, the first hero i ever knew and superman yeah everybody likes superman so you know i was that you know the the, you know the poor kid 
he happens to get you know some superpowers that was that's how i fit into the whole comic book world but i remember it and now comes the bad news when we when we cleaned out the house that my mother was in before she moved out and moved into her trailer everything that was in the house went we had a huge uh garage sale um you know yard sale monster comic books are all stored in the attic and i told them i said you do one price for the whole thing you take the whole thing out i don't want anything to do with them i don't i don't want a partial i don't want that you know emotional um you know tie to to a partial collection of what i had all gone well if it if it makes you feel any better i have all those issues in storage i have damn near every moon knight issue except so have, that yeah, whole run one, yes the very very the very first one of the very first series no that is the one that i do not have i do not have werewolf right. by night number 32 werewolf by night yeah that's yeah. that's right that's in here this this website i found mycomicshop.com they've got a lot of good information about um what the yeah, books are and how they have a lot of cool are. stuff there yeah so you know the series i'm talking about i do and, yep and I, I just wish had you ever said the words fist of Kanshu. it would have triggered a memory i know it would have hmm. that's funny because when we were doing the moon Knight show that's what it was called <clears throat> and i believe that you actually uttered those words last week or a week before when we said we'd be talking about moon Knight. you said like hey more fist of Kanshu." oh you're right you i did, might have you did you yeah I, I didn't catch it that might have been later like, in the no. show a few Cause, drinks because i, I yeah. hated doing that show <laughs> oh well, I mean, even <laughs> even Mark Spector didn't want to be freaking Moon Knight. So there you go. <laughs> well, we will definitely touch more on, on Moon Knight later in the show. Mm-hmm. That That's for damn sure. Um, but yes, uh, this Marvel Crisis Protocol. I've seen this in some of the hobby shops. Looks awesome. Uh, it looks way more involved than I'd be willing to get into, though, because I definitely couldn't paint. It's a lot to it. And, yeah. and using the the plain characters wouldn't be any fun no and i feel like you know i understand your love for those but when it comes to those games that have unpainted miniatures i'm like it's like if i bought a car and they're like yeah it's a bonus you can paint it whatever color you want i i don't want to buy something that's not finished that just bothers me right they're not for everybody right it's it it, it's honestly for somebody that that's what they want to do you know i mean look at the moon knight character it comes ready to use right it's already white you're all set (laughs) all right guys why don't we uh why don't we throw it to break and we'll come back and continue the show uh stay tuned for some very special ads stick with us guys cosmic book news the worst right-wing comic book website out there with a slick layout that screams 2006 geocities free web template cosmic book news Offers the best genre news and updates that you found everywhere else three days ago. Cosmic Book News! Led by, okay, who are we kidding? Ran solely out of his mom's basement by legendary incel Matt McLoyne, the whiny neckbeard who has never had an original thought or fresh insight in his pitiful existence. Be sure to visit Cosmic Book News! If you like your week-old breaking news served with a healthy dose of Trump-sucking QAnon-spouting insanity. Cosmic Book News! 
when only the worst in comics reporting will do. Do you like comic books and pop culture collectibles but hate a bargain? Do you have a collection to sell but you're afraid you might actually get a fair deal? Are you looking to have someone steal your inventory to sell it in a shady backdoor deal and pocket the money for himself? Do you feel like you haven't been physically assaulted in the middle of a busy shopping mall? Do you want to give your hard-earned money to a store owner that lies, cheats, steals, and batters women and animals? Well, look no further than larger than life. We're waiting to abuse you. Are you tired of creators who can't resolve a story? Ones that come up with great openings and visuals and promise the world with no clear idea how to wrap up their story in a way that makes sense? 800 tie-in stories that promise to reveal everything that never do? They promise a dog that licks turds and deliver a turd that licks dogs. Then we invite you to join the Grant Morrison Depreciation Society. For just $19.95, your enrollment package includes a number of free gifts, including a Why Does Grant Morrison Spend So Much Time Thinking About Batman Being Gay enamel pen, a copy of Death Metal signed by the janitor of the local waste management office to burn at our annual Grant Us No Morrison celebration, a roll of our limited edition Batman R.I.P. toilet paper, you know what to do. Our limited run, not relevant since Arkham Asylum t-shirt, and a not-so-final crisis bumper sticker. Come join us in reviling the Zack Snyder of comic books, except Snyder doesn't pretend to be Martin Scorsese and deliver Pauly Shore. Welcome to the Grant Morrison Depreciation Society. Hating Grant Morrison since Spider-Man and Zoids, 1986. <laughs> Now, before I slap Kevin in the face and tell him to keep my snake's not name out of his mouth, here's the news. Brought to you by the Grant Morrison Depreciation Society. First up, we are all spinoffs down here. HBO Max, the apparent place for spinoff TV shows, has added a Stephen King classic alongside the Batman and Dune spinoffs. Andy Muschietti, director of It's Part, It Parts 1 and 2, will be producing Welcome to Derry. This prequel will cover the events from the 1960s up to It Part 1. While it might be nice to see uh, more of the town and an origin for Pennywise, I think I would have liked to see them go a bit further back. Based on the original timeline, this only gives them time for a single 27-year cycle. I feel like it might have been more interesting to go further back and then move forward, unless each season jumps back another 27 years, whatever. With the original team on board, I can't imagine it would be bad, unless they recast Pennywise with like Stephen Carell or Carrot Top. You know, kind of like that time Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. Next up, Jim Ryan is a big bag of dicks. Sony announced changes to the PlayStation Plus and PS Now services coming this June. If you only use PS Plus, then not much is going to change. If you are a PS Now user, things are about to get dicey and pricey. They are rolling them all into a single service with tiered pricing. So a PS Plus user will still be paying $56.99 a year. However, if you were only using PS Now for its game streaming and downloadable library, your $59.99 per year is being replaced with the second tier of service at $99.99 yearly. This is a huge jump for folks not already subscribing to both services. While it's cheaper than its direct competitor, Xbox Game Pass, the service is severely lacking when they are stacked against each other. Sony president Jim Ryan seems to think the best way to compete is to piss off your customers by potentially selling them a service they don't want with fewer features in the competition. Kind of like that time Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. And finally, the end of an uneven road. 
Today, March 30th, 2022, marks the final day of filming on AMC's The Walking Dead. While writing that, I typed dad three times in a row and slapped myself in the face to break the cycle. For 12 years, the former TV juggernaut thrilled, chilled, and often let fans down around the world. When a show gets this old, it's inevitable that some seasons will be better than others. This final season has been running on all cylinders and looks to be a great end of the show. As we prepare to live in a post-TWD world, I'm reminded of all the award-winning moments like Abraham's dolphin smooth skin, completely destroying Andrea's character, then killing her off, making Rick so unlikable I wanted him to go until fixing the problem and then getting rid of him anyway killing Carl and completely fucking the end of the comic. And who can forget the most iconic moments like chocolate pudding and stay in the house, Carl. Actually, second thought, I'm glad they're ending it before they reveal the zombies came from aliens or flu shots or Kevin misnaming my snake repeatedly. Like that time Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. And that's the news, kids. Now, I need to get back to planning my WrestleMania party. And by party, I mean watching it the next day on Peacock. I am too damn old to stay up that late unless I'm getting laid. I do it for New Year's, and it takes me until Easter to recover. Feels like The Walking Dead isn't really over. All right, all right. That was an awful attempt at a joke. I I feel like the Ukraine-Russia conflict has killed the news cycle. There's no good material to work with lately. I've not been happy with my last few news segments. They're light on jokes and heavy on news, which was never really the point. Everyone is behaving. QAnon is shutting their damn full mouths. Alec Baldwin stopped shooting people. We can't even make fun of Kanye as his behavior is legit kind of scary. And picking on Bruce Willis retiring due to being diagnosed with aphasia seems cruel although not as cruel as the last five years of his movies. It's like right now in the world, there's nothing to make fun of, nothing we can all pick on, except maybe Jada Pinkett Smith's lack of hair. Paul? Wow. In other news, (laughs) George Washington (laughs) grew marijuana in his garden. Back to you. Wait, who the fuck are you? Why are you doing my movie reviews? Corbs? You want to do this one? Go ahead. I don't fucking care. I want to go back time visit with George. <laughs> this one's all you, man. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see if you guys can just figure out what movie this this might be. Well, you already said go back in time and talk to George, so I think I know what it is. No, I don't think it is. Maybe. I don't know. All right. In the year 3000, humanity is no match for the Cyclos, a greedy, manipulative race on the quest for an ultimate profit. Led by a seductive, powerful Tyrell, the Cyclos are stripping Earth of its resources. It's been a lifetime of hardship and enslavement for humans. What is left of the human race is reverted to a primitive state, believing the, in, the intruders to be demons and technology, technology to be evil. After humanity has all but given up any hope of freeing themselves from their alien oppression. A young man named Terrell, Terrell, whatever, 
decided to leave his desolate home high in the Rocky Mountains to discover the truth, whereupon he is captured and enslaved. But now a resistance is brewing, and the aliens are about to face the, the reckoning of a lifetime. The ultimate life, the ultimate fight for survival is about to begin, and it is then that he decides to fight back, leading his fellow man in one final struggle for freedom. Anybody got a guess on what movie I just did? Well, that sure as fuck isn't Back to the Future. Besides Paul, he knows. I can't guess. I know. (laughs) This is so classic, I've never even seen it. Uh, Probably not. Not many people have. I saw Ooh. this movie a long time ago. <laughs> Kevin, knows, Kevin knows what it is. Well, I see, I'm, I'm seeing the notes, so I, it's yeah. A, yeah, I saw yeah. it before. All right, Not the so one with Sean Connery in the weird red bikini, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Ew, that's, that's like every James Bond movie. <laughs> no, this slowly is walking out of the surf <laughs> uh, with a chest hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, but no, I'm talking like a woman's bikini. It's like a V thing, comes down to the shoulders and covers his crotch. I don't, it's, yeah, it's it was like Zardos or something yeah. like that yeah. from like the 70s, early 70s. Was this was was this the last movie Travolta did before he kind of disappeared for a long time? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. And rightly so, he, he deserved it for this. Yeah. He should have. He should have. He should have left before this. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, uh, oh, it's ba- yeah. Battlefield Earth. Okay, so there's John Travolta, Barry Pepper, Forrest Whitaker, yep. Jim Coates from from Sons is in it, and John's wife Kelly Preston is in it. It is considered one of, if not the worst movie ever made. Huh. Again, for good reason. For good reasons. I, I watched it, and when I got done, I thought to myself, "That's two hours I want to have back." <laughs> It wasn't good. It wasn't. It was bad. Um, Battlefield Earth swept the 2000 Golden Raspberry Awards. The it Razzies. The yes. Razzies. It received seven Razzies, Razzies, including Worst Picture, Worst Actor for Travolta, Worst Supporting Actor for Pepper, Worst Supporting Actress, Kelly Preston, Worst Director, Kristen. I thought it was Schumacher for a minute. Worst Screenplay. Whoever the Mandel and Shapiro, worst screen couple, Travolta and anyone he shared the screen with him. <laughs> it is tied for the highest number of Razzies won in a, by a single film at that time with Showgirls, achieving seven wins in 1995. Also fair. Battlefield Earth later won an eighth for being the worst drama in our first 25 years. So it now is eight, and I believe it actually won a ninth because it, it won another one. I was reading that it won another one for like the worst movie of all time, of all time, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, so it's won a total of nine, nine Razzies now. Wow, That's again, so well deserved. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, it was bad. Well, you know, it's also based on L. Ron Hubbard's um, novels of Battlefield Earth. There was like I don't know, ten or twelve of them. I tried oh. reading them when I was a kid before he, you know, went crazy and created a religion. He was just a science fiction writer. And uh, I, I never even got past the first book. It was fucking awful. So they decided to take a fucking awful book and make a fucking awful movie about it, apparently. And they, they succeeded. Can we just admit, though, um, 
honestly though i know you said that movie that is an awful movie i'll admit i've seen it but showgirls like if you're alone it's nc-17 you look who's around okay nobody's around you get the bag of chips you're like fuck it i'm gonna watch this for two hours i see jesse spano naked so i know it's a painful movie <laughs> but you're gonna watch yeah. it. <laughs> it, it it has it has its its it's good parts yeah it's merits it has its merits that that but was yeah. the the draw to get people into the theater when it came out was jesse spano yeah, naked yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was supposed to be the movie that was supposed to make her not jesse spano anymore and and it worked because it, it worked. erased her from the popular culture like yeah. lexicon because awful yeah we because, still talk yeah. about the movie we're talking yeah, about it again you- yes because like we've all seen Saved by the Bell, and you've all seen like when Zach and Kelly get married in Vegas, right? Jesse Spano no. shows up. You never seen that, okay? Well, I have. I didn't follow for that long, man. <laughs> no, because you see Jesse Spano arrive late. She was actually filming Showgirls at that time too. That's why she wasn't in it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, are you saying Showgirls is, is a direct sequel to uh, Saved by the Bell? It was actually really Jesse going off to Vegas. Basically, yeah. yeah. She didn't nice. go to Columbia or wherever she was going to go. She went to go be a stripper. Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? No, it was like Stratford or some shit. Supposedly it was a takeoff on Stanford or some shit. Gotcha. Like that. Right, right. Some stupid. There's something stupid like that. I don't remember. <laughs> I used to watch the show. Don't get me wrong. I used to watch the show. Kelly Kapowski's gorgeous. I've never seen it. You're not missing much, do you? No. And that was, again, that was what? what that, was a, that was a cable show, right? Was it Nickelodeon or something? No, it was or something, I think. It was, no, it was, any, it was NBC. Was it? NBC. Was it? Yeah, it was a Saturday morning TV. It was a Saturday morning show. Oh, that's true because the new spin-off remake, whatever it is, is uh boring me Peacock. to death, clearly. Uh is on Peacock. <laughs> oh. I don't know. But, yeah, they, say... they, but they did Saved by the Bell, Saved by the Bell college years. The and new they class. did uh the new well, in a, a new class. Because Screech was a teacher or something. Yeah. He was the vice principal. Yeah. Yep. But they did another one that had uh, Ryan Hurst was in it. Oh wow. Yes. Yeah. That was that was in between the the college years and the new class that had Screech as the vice principal. And now they're doing another. Yeah, there's the current one where yeah. Well, the one be yeah, um, Corbs, the one right before the whole thing is Good Morning, Miss Bliss. That was actually based off in Indiana. And then they yeah. brought them all to California. Yep. I do remember yeah. that too. Yep. Yep. Well. All right. Well, let's get back on track, though. Uh, Corbs, what do you give Battlefield Earth? Negative five. Five Razzies? Negative five. Okay. Negative, Negative five. five. Wow. All right. I wouldn't well. watch this movie if it, my life depended on it. You would just. I would take, I would take the Sweet bowl. Oblivion. I would take the bullet. I'll write that down for when we decide to become sauce-inspired killers. <laughs> Corbs, is it just like the script that just follows the acting, or is it just all of it? It's just bad. It's bad. It's just the, the acting is bad. The the grunting is bad. The, the, the fact that they they can't talk, they can't do anything, but they can learn how to fly a plane. <laughs> it says it all right there. I mean, it, it, you're talking about you're not, you're not talking, and you're not talking like years. You're talking like hundreds of years, hundreds of years that these these planes have been sitting there. I mean, what? 
these right. guys just ju- these guys just jump in and like, oh yeah, this is easy to do. Because like because Barry Pepper, a lot of people don't know who he is. Of course we do, but like from '61 to Green Mile to um, 25th Hour, all that stuff. But but th- you think he's a good actor, but it's like no, this one he just falls. Yeah, that one. That one. I'm sure that one is not on a lot. I mean, Travolta's got a few clunkers. There's another one that he did that I haven't seen yet, and I don't really want to see it. Um, but it, it's called Gotti. He plays okay. John yeah. Gotti. Um, I've All heard right. that. I've heard that one is right on par with Battlefield Earth. Wow. I, I oh, like it's it's, it's like that. Okay. I've liked some movies that Travolta was in. Oh, I, I've can't liked, I've of, liked, I can't think of one movie I've liked because he was in it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've liked movies that he's in too. I mean, you, I mean, Saturday Night Live, good movie. But Saturday Night it, Fever. Saturday, whatever. No. It's Saturday Night Fever. The first one. Staying alive or Saturday. Staying alive. Staying alive is the second one. That was a bad movie. But <laughs> I've never I mean, seen it. Pulp Fiction. Again, it's a good movie. He's in it, but it's a good movie. It's a I good mean, movie. Yeah. You're right. There's there's not a lot of movies that he's in that you watch it because he's in it. Like, I, I, I watched Swordfish a couple of times. He's in it. He's okay in it. But I didn't you even know he was it, in that. You watch it because of Holly Berry. You don't watch it because of anybody else. True. Oh, uh, what about Get Shorty? I've never seen that. You know that? Me either. The one that's actually pretty good, Um, actually, you're like you said, you don't watch it because of John Travolta, but I stumbled upon it, which was really good. Um, William Hurt, R.I.P. It's sad he's dead, but is Michael where he's the angel? That was actually oh. decent. Yeah. And that is that yeah. is a Travolta heavy movie. Yes. And the other one, the other one, he, I liked that he was yeah. in was Phenomenon. Phenomenon is a pretty good movie too, and it's okay. Travolta heavy. But okay, but you, yeah. but you're right, Kev. You're right. There's not a lot of movies that he is the standalone. Yeah. You're watching it because he's acting in it. Yeah. So. Well, even not, even the Punisher, he's a bad actor necessarily, right? I liked seeing him die in the Punisher. Really, the way he died was fantastic. Yeah, that was pretty yes. cool. And really, I mean, if there's any reason to watch the Punisher, it's because Kevin Nash is in it. Mm-hmm. I love Kevin Nash's part in that movie. Russian, yes. Help me out. He was he was the the enforcer, the Russian, Russian big blind dude that was throwing the Punisher through the walls and. Red and white striped t-shirt. The fact that he didn't like tear a quad filming that just blows my mind. (laughs) (laughs) But let's let's bring it back to Battlefield Earth and our good friend Roger Ebert. Yay, Roger! You give it a negative five, Corbs. What do you think uh, the Ebs gave it? He gave it a five. He loved it. (laughs) Oh, God. Half a star, maybe half. You called it one wow. half star. And he says this <clears throat> Battlefield Earth is like taking a bus trip with someone who has needed a bath for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not merely bad, it's unpleasant in a hostile way. The visuals are grubby and drab. The characters are unkempt and have rotten teeth. Breathing tubes hang from their noses like ropes of snot. The soundtrack sounds like the boom mic is being slammed against the inside of a 55-gallon drum. The plot? But let me catch my breath. 
This movie is awful in so many different ways. Even the opening titles are cheesy. Sci-fi epics usually begin with a stab at impressive titles, but this one just displays green letters on the screen in a type font that came with my Macintosh. Then the movie's subtitle unscrolls from left to right in the kind of effect you see in home movies or, you know, the editing of Geekpad. Um, it is the year 3000. The race of <laughs> the race of Cyclos has conquered the earth. Humans survive in scattered bands, living like actors auditioning for the sequel to Quest for Fire. Soon they leave the wilderness and prowl through the ruins of theme parks in the city of Denver. The ruins have held up well after a thousand years. Library books are dusty but readable, and a flight simulator still works, although where it gets the electricity is a mystery. The hero, named Johnny Goodboy, Tyler, is played by Barry Pepper as a smart human who gets smarter thanks to a cyclogizmo that zaps his eyeballs with knowledge. He learns Euclidean geometry and how to fly a jet and proves to be a quick learner for a caveman. The villains are two cyclos named Turl, played by John Travolta, and Kerr, played by Forrest Whitaker. Turl is head of security for the cyclos and has a secret scheme to use the humans as slaves to mine gold for him. He can't be reported to his superiors because, and I am not making this up, he can blackmail his enemies with secret recordings that, in the event of his death, would go straight to the home office. Letterman that sounds can. an awful lot like Scientology, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. I'm just saying. <laughs> Letterman fans laugh at that line. Did the filmmakers know it was funny? Johnny Goodboy figures out a way to avoid slave labor in the gold mines. He and his men simply go to Fort Knox, break in, and steal gold. Of course, it's been waiting there for a thousand years. What Terrell says when his slaves hand him smelted bars of gold is beyond explanation. For stunning displays of stupidity, Turl takes the cake. As chief of security for the conquering aliens, he doesn't even know what humans eat and devises an experiment. Let it think it has escaped. We can sit back and watch it choose its food. Bad luck for the starving humans that they capture a rat. An experiment that experiment like that, you pray for chicken. Hiring Travolta and Whitaker was a waste of money, since we can't recognize them behind pounds of matted hair and gnarly makeup. Their costumes look like they were purchased from the Goodwill store on the planet Tatooine. <laughs> Travolta can be charming, funny, touching, and brave in his best roles. Why disguise him as a smelly alien creep? <laughs> this... <laughs> Love this one. The Cyclos can fly between galaxies, but look at their nails. Their civilization has mastered the hyperdrive, but not the manicure. <laughs> I am not against unclean characters on principle, at least now that the threat of smell-o-vision no longer hangs over our heads. Lots of great movies have squalid heroes, but when the characters seem noxious on principle, we wonder if the art and costume departments were allowed to run wild. Battlefield Earth was written in 1980 by L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology. The film contains no evidence of Scientology or any other system of thought. It is shapeless and senseless without a compelling plot or characters we care for in the slightest. The director, Roger Christian, has learned from better films that directors sometimes tilt their cameras, but he has not learned why. Some movies run off the rails. This one is like the train crash in The Fugitive. 
I watched it in mounting gloom, realizing I was witnessing something historic, a film that for decades to come will be the punchline of jokes about bad movies. Yep. There is a moment here when the Cyclops' entire planet, home office and all, is blown to smithereens without the slightest impact on any member of the audience, or for that matter, the cast. If the film had been destroyed in a similar cataclysm, there might have been a standing ovation. His best review ever. Yes. Yep. Hands down. And you know what? He's right. 100% right. <laughs> what was it? Um, IMDb always has like different ratings. Can you guys guess what Metascore this movie has out of 100? Zero. Everyone just take one guess. It's, no, it's zero. zero. It's low. One or two. Nine. <laughs> wow. That's higher than Same. I thought. But it's it's got like a two point five review, but still it's bad, really bad. Two point so five stars guessing, out of ten. So yes. I'm guessing that uh, Travolta joined Scientology, and his space Jesus daddy L. Ron Hubbard said, "Make a movie of my first book," and this is what happened. I know this was a passion project for Travolta; like he was the driving force behind this. So yeah. you're probably not far off. Plus, he drove it right into a bridge embankment. That's yes, why he did. went underground because he realized he shouldn't be doing that shit. No, no, you're right, Paul. I think he sunk in like 20 or he put million, millions into this movie so it could finish. It's awful. It shouldn't have. He should have kept his money and he should have just urinated on it and then lit it on fire. Yeah. Well, he, better. He, he bought some planes, so he basically did the same thing. Yeah, true. Yeah. All right. Any, uh, any final thoughts on this or should we throw it to commercial and uh, wrap this show up? Dumpster fire it is. All right. Stick with us, guys. We'll be right back. (laughs) We'll be right back. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new guests, and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. Everybody, 
Corbs, what are you watching? All right, so <clears throat> I had a free preview of HBO when I was sick, so it worked out pretty good. So I was able to kind of watch a few things. Um, I noticed something on like that was being advertised on stars called Winning Time, the rise of the Laker dynasty. So I was like, okay, I want to watch this because my brother, when uh, we were playing basketball, so my dad was a Boston Celtics fan, loved Larry Bird. I was a Chicago Bulls fan, I loved Michael Jordan. My brother was a Lakers fan, he loved Magic Johnson. So when I saw this coming out, I wanted to see what it was all about. And it's about Jerry Buss, the guy who bought the Lakers in 1978, I believe, 77 or 78. You know, he bought it when the league was on its way down. Like, they were about ready to file bankruptcy. Um, it shows how he bought the Lakers, overpaid for them, was basically running on very little money to no money at all, but he was faking it really well. Um, it's only about four episodes in, but it goes how they drafted Magic Johnson. Um, against everybody's wishes, he drafted Magic Johnson to to be the, the team leader and stuff like that. Yeah, obviously, they had Kareem at the time. Um, but it's just – it's a great show. It's got John C. Riley. He plays Jerry Buss. It's got John uh, – Jason Clark. He's in it. Um, Terminator. Dark uh, – is it Dark Fate? No. Whatever the one was before that. He was in Terminator. He was one of the guy, one of the Terminators in that. Um, he plays Jerry West. It's got Adrian Brody. Okay. He plays Pat Riley. Um, there's somebody else in it too. Isn't Will Ferrell in it as well? No. Not, at least as not at least not as of right now. Okay. Um, who's the other person? Oh, it's got uh where is it? Michael Chiklis, he's Ooh. Red Arbach. Nice. Um, it's got Roy Cochran from Syracuse, New York. He plays Jerry Tarkanian. Jason Siegel, that's another person I was thinking. He's in it. He plays um, Paul Westhead, who ends up being the coach of the Lakers for a year. Uh, Mike Epps is in it. So it's it's got a lot of um, big actors in it and stuff. It's very good. Uh, I haven't really, I've been watching it on Hulu. Nice. Um, Cause it, it's, it's not on HBO max. It's on actual HBO. So I can't watch anything off of HBO max. So I still haven't seen peacemaker, which I do want to see. I'm hoping at some point it comes to regular HBO and I can watch it on Hulu. Hopefully, but if it doesn't, then I'll figure out some other way to, to watch it or whatnot. But this is a, it's a great, it's a great show. It's an, ep, it's an episode episodic show every week they give you another episode i don't know how many episodes it's going to be um but it's a it's a great show if you're if you're a basketball fan if you're a sports fan in general you'd, you'd like it um you'd like it more if you're a basketball fan and if you know the basketball at that time right the history of it yeah so it's it's just a, it's just a, it's a great show um i look forward to watching it matter of fact it's on <laughs> it's on sunday nights at nine o'clock uh-oh but it doesn't come on Hulu till the next day. Oh, okay. But the first weekend I got to watch it, I didn't. I at first I didn't realize that it coincided with The Walking Dead, so I was watching that on the free preview for HBO, and I went, "Oh shit, I forgot." 
So I watched The Walking Dead the next day, but it's on that night. So I have to watch it the next day or the day after. I usually watch it Monday or Tuesday on Hulu. It's only about an hour long. Nice. Um, it's well, they're actually an hour long episodes. They do have some stuff at the at after about you know the making of the episode and stuff like that and how they went about um, finding the guy to play Magic Johnson because obviously not Magic Johnson's not playing himself in it. Obviously, because it's he's obviously younger at the time and whatnot. But it's just a, it's a great show. Uh, I'm actually kind of happy that I'm able to to watch it. So if you guys if you guys like basketball and you want to take a look at it. It is definitely worth it's definitely worth the watch. So nice. Cool. So and I've watched I've watched other stuff too. I mean, I watched you guys know I watched the TV show uh, on Netflix called Woo Assassins. Like I talked about it last summer. Um, they I did a movie. That. What's that, Kev? I watched that. The did you? Yep. I liked it. It was a pretty good movie. It was a pretty good yep. TV show. They did a movie called full of vengeance or something like that same same guy that was in the woo assassins he's just it's the same characters on netflix i watched that that was very good too i was kind of impressed with that so i'm hoping they come out with a second season of woo assassins but i don't think so i like the guy who plays the woo assassin in it. he was in other two movies that i watched that's the raid and raid 2 they're um like korean or chinese movies they're um but they're very um, action oriented. Mm-hmm. These two movies, very, very action, very violent um, movies and stuff like that. I watched the raid. I watched the first time I watched that. I was like, "Holy crap!" This movie was was fantastic. I watched it. It's you know, and then they came up with the second one, and I watched that one, and it was just as good. So anything that this guy is in, he's I think he's like matter of fact, I think he's Indian, but he was actually in. I think funny thing about it, he was actually in the Force Awakens. As one of the pirates, his name is, and I can't, I'm, I will screw up his name pronouncing it. Give me a second. I know he, he shows up on Han's ship, one that's yes. money. Yes, correct. Uh, it's Iku Owasu's I K O, that's his first name, and his last name is U W A I S. He's the, he's the main character in the, the movies, the raid, and he's the main character in the Wu Assassins plus the movie. So, but he's he's fantastic. I, I'm hoping that at some point they come out with a third raid because they were talking about it, and it might be something that's done a couple of years later. But right, but yeah, I watched that. That was I, I kind of looked at it and I was like, oh, this looks like because I've been looking for movies to watch, so I had stuff to talk about when we we did these things and whatnot. So I saw this one day, I was kind of looking for something to watch. Um, and I saw this and I was going to watch, actually, I was going to watch army of dead, but I good. saw this. And, well, I know it's, it's good. And I was actually going to watch the one before it. They did a Netflix has got did a, a prequel. Yeah. yeah. They did a yep, prequel yeah. to it. So I was going to watch the prequel yep. and then watch the army of the dead. But then I saw this and I was like, Oh, well, what, which one do I watch? So I was like, I'll watch this one. I like the actor that's in it. I'll watch this one. So I watched it. And I was like, oh, holy shit, this is actually a pretty good movie. So you don't you don't have to watch the prequel. I mean, right? They, they do a good they're, job of making it work. They're two completely different movies, too. Yeah. One's a heist movie. The other's a zombie horror movie. Yeah. I mean, they're they're connected tenuously. Yeah. Technically a prequel, but watch them in any order. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So that's all I got. Nice. Me. You? Anybody else? 
Um, Servant wrapped up its third season um, this week. We just finished watching that. Uh, it's on Apple TV. Fantastic show. Uh, brought it up before. Not going to go into detail, but uh, it seems like M. Night Shyamalan's way better at producing television than he is directing movies. Um, this show is fucking great. Uh, and the less you know about going into it, the better. Gotcha. Very cool. No, um, but yeah, like the show that I'm really geeking for is wrapping up um, April 29th is the last of the show and it's done is Ozark. So Ozark is, oh, have you guys seen that one? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't oh, seen it, but the guys have we, talked about it. We may yeah. start watching it. My wife's uh, it. Uh, spoiler free, but Jason Bateman, um, Laura Linney, uh, the girl that plays Ruth. Um, I don't know the yeah. actress. Up, Just the show just it just drives you like but jason bateman's drive like so much chaoticness like i'm gonna do the spoiler free for you Hugh, because you have to watch this um it's just that like so much craziness kevin tell me if i'm go no but like, J- like jason bateman like there's so many crazy things happen I'm like Hugh, it's okay we're gonna get through this it's just gonna be fine but lots going on it's okay but like the way the actors just coincide with each other laura linney um, the guy's house that they buy from, he's this older guy. It's really cool, but it just, it just meshes so well together. Like the show has been on for six years, but it's only had four seasons and only like 40 something episodes, but they're like, um, 45 to an hour, 25 minute episodes. Nice. Yeah. No, it's really good. But Bateman the dynamic with fantastic job. Yep. Yeah, the dynamic with Bateman and his family, Ruth and her family, just well done. I'll wrap it up. I'm, pro- I'm watching it again because I'm trying to find little tidbits of that. So, uh, so it's it's going very well. So it's going to wrap up very well. So I'm excited for that. Awesome. Now, now you know that the girl that plays Ruth um, was also the actress that just played um, uh, Anna Delvey in making was it making anna inventing anna inventing anna Anna. yeah no i haven't seen that is that good she is fan freaking tastic in the movie oh is this it's a mini series it's it's really 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 good i didn't know anything about the story before watching it um so it was educational for me um and uh it's it's really good and she is fantastic See, she just does a great job with so many things. Like when you're going into the show, when you first see it, you're like Jason Bateman, Netflix, it's going to be the draw because A-list actor. This girl was up and coming and um, I want to get her na- actress name. If you guys know it, just cut me off. I don't know. But she, Julie Gardner. She, yeah, Julie Gardner. She's going to get so many roles now after this because she can carry a show. Like you watch it because of Jason Bateman, but now you're watching it because of her because it's just very, very well done. Nice. It's a good show. It's it's really you just when you think you know what's gonna happen, it <laughs> it takes a turn. Yeah. My turn? Go ahead. Well, I mean, you know, there's the Walking Dead, of course, you know, we're we're I'm deep in that. I'm so happy to have our original back. Um and uh the uh, I'm continuing on with with uh, Longmire. We're in the uh, second to the last season. Um, I don't know. Uh, again, you know, I just I'll reiterate: if you're a Katie Sackoff fan, this is worth it. 
Um, she's a bit of a she's a bit of an over actor in this, but it's it's kind of fun anyway. Um, the show is really good. Walt Longmire has he's an onion, and they just they just keep peeling him back um, show by show, season by season, and um, it's getting it's getting pretty good. You know, in this this we're, we're in the latter half of the um, penultimate season, so um, I'm looking forward to what's going to happen next season. You know, the, the last season. And um, looking forward to what, you know, the more character development. And there's a the cliffhanger we had last night was not the end of the, it wasn't the season finale, but um, we ended it on a show uh, where something happens to one of the, uh, one of the primary characters. So we don't know what though. Yeah, we have no idea. So that, it's, it's really good. Um, good, old, good old fashioned. What I've, what I've said before um, is that it's, uh, if you've ever watched, um, the the uh, Kevin Costner the new the new Kevin Costner um, Yellowstone Yellowstone, Yellowstone. <laughs> that's that's cowboys getting away with murder. This is um, in Wyoming. This is a cowboy cop figuring out those murders. That's the way I describe it. So it's really it's really good. And then of course there's Moon Knight, and I'm going to let uh, Paul carry this one. But I will just give you my my impressions of Moon Knight. Um, it is exactly the way Paul described it to me. And it is nothing like what I remember from the comic books. Take it away, Paul. I would just like to address that because what you remember was literally a six issue miniseries. Yeah. And they did away with the fact that he had moon powers right after that and took away all the fucking gold accents. <clears throat> not that it was bad. I actually really liked Fist of Conchu, but that's not my Moon Knight. Um, has everybody watched Moon Knight? Oh really? Wow. Okay. Wow. Good. Okay. That's because I, I mean, I for for all the regulars at least, um, you had to know that this was going to be a discussion point. Well, like, yeah, and this episode is really hard to spoil because it not much really happened. There's not a lot of traction that you can explain. Yeah. That's the best way I can put it. Um. I, I am going to, because, I mean, this will literally be coming out. We're, we're talking about the day the show dropped, and it's coming out two days later. So I'm going to edit yeah. it right now. I'm going to give you four beats before we go into spoilers, just so you have an opportunity to turn the show off right now. Ready? Here we go. Okay. So spoilers. Here we go. Normally, I wait to watch the Marvel Disney Plus stuff with the family. Fuck them kids. I was watching this by like 1030 this morning. I, uh, on a break, I wasn't working at the time. I was about to say, weren't you supposed to be working at 1030? I was on a break. I took an early lunch for it. That's a long ass break. 49 right? minutes. <laughs> um, now, I said one thing to Kevin when we started this back and forth, and it was Two words, maybe one if you smush it together. Goosebumps. I was enthralled. It, it's common knowledge to all of us and all four of our listeners. Well, three. Tate, you might not know. Uh, I am a huge Moon Knight fan. Not the snake. The other, the other, the other Tate. Yeah, Tate the um, snake doesn't exist. <laughs> he does. He's so cute. You did notice I even found a brown snake for the, the logo, right? 
But Bruno the snake exists, though, right here. <laughs> but we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about we Bruno. Don't. We talk about Tate. We're going to talk about Moon Knight. More specifically, Stephen Grant. Um, I I love love the fact that Stephen is literally just a chode. He's, he's just a poor, browbeaten bastard just trying to live his life and he he very clearly knows he has issues uh, which we find out really fast with the fact that he's anchoring himself to the bed and taping the the door to prove to himself that he doesn't leave when he because as he tells you like he he just wakes up in random places and at first we take him for his word on that um until we don't have to take his word for it anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> And holy shit, like he wakes up in the middle of a field with a dislocated jaw. <clears throat> and that's that's really when all hell breaks loose. Uh, and <laughs> I love the fact that he's all confused. And because he's such the goody good guy, Stephen Grant, he looks up and he sees the guy in the window and he just waves up. <laughs> and then they pull out machine guns. Um. <clears throat> This was awesome. I couldn't have asked for a better start to this show, and I'm already disappointed that it's only six episodes long. Um, I think we've got a lot of ground to cover in five episodes. And um, we've already met our big bad, played by Ethan Hawke, Arthur uh, Harrow. And I don't remember him from the comics, but Kev, you actually had his first appearance. That was in Fist of Moon Knight number two. Okay. Did you, did you see the interview with Ethan Hawke? No, I, I avoided everything about this. Um, so, um, oh, what's his name there? Um, God, what the fuck's his name? Can't you? Oscar God. Isaac. Oscar Isaac approached Ethan Hawke to play that character. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. I didn't know that. I did see in the credits because I did watch all the way through the credits just in case. Again, spoilers, there's nothing in the after credits on this. Um, I do know. I did see that he is an executive producer on the show. So he's invested in this working out. <laughs> yeah. Um, he does a fantastic job. I he mean, was great. He was really great. is. If it's, if it's split personalities, if that's what he's got or dissociative uh, identity disorder, whatever it is, if, if that's what it is, he did a fantastic job. Um, not remembering the fact that he's Mark, whatever the fuck his last name is. Spectre. Spectre. Granted in the show, we haven't been told that yet. We just know it's Mark yeah well yeah whatever yeah um and, and i like the fact that kanchu is is speaking to him as well you guys picked up on that right that the disembodied it, voice is kanchu in, in a decidedly modern tone yes he seems very modern very not egyptian godlike no um was that, voiced, was, that little, was that the little peacock thing that he keeps saying yes that's kanchu well, I mean, if he's in the back of this guy's head, don't you think he would have picked up, you know, modern English? <laughs> right. I mean, I don't he think it's crazy. a huge. He's like, yeah, I'm an old god, but I'm going to talk so you can understand me, not like, oh, Twain and well, Bean shit. The I only, mean, whatever. The only, the only reason I even point that out is because, I mean, the the backstory of this is that he's an Egyptian god and that. You know, and this is the this is his fist. This is his avatar. This is his chosen one to wield his power. So I mean, it doesn't he, he can pretty well be whatever he wants to be. I mean, he's 
obviously an alien came to Earth and took over ancient Egypt because that's what they did. That's some Stargate shit, like right there. I love it. Fuck yeah, Hoser. <laughs> um, I mean, why why wasn't he Gus the Goldfish speaking to him then? We don't know who Gus is, but we know that he there's now an imposter in his place. Yes, and I I think that's because Mark replaced him because he had him in the Alps for days, and I'm sure the fish died. That's my theory on why Gus now has all of his fins. Mm. Um, I love this fucking show already. It's it's good. I I do not think it's it's their strongest premiere ever for a Marvel show. Um, I also think that if if you're not already invested in it or you're not going to watch it just because it's Marvel, the not we might have a difficult time. Like it might Avery said, you know, I don't really know what's going on, but it was funny, so that's okay. So she liked the humor there, but she and I can get that. There, there, like I said, not a whole lot happened in this episode. I mean, really, this entire episode for the actual first episode. Um, yeah. To where, where we all, actually get to the action. Yeah, it's it, well, not even action. This was all background. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's it's an interesting choice um, given the high profile of, of the series. And I think that maybe the only reason they thought they could get away with it uh, because Ethan Hawke's character, I mean, really good, really creepy. Um, strong performances all around are what carry this episode, mm-hmm. not the content. Because if you were to, to really look at it based on content there's not much there yeah see i i disagree i think there's a lot packed into it there's there's There's, not there has to be because they they, you have to get up to speed on it but there's not so much there that they couldn't have inserted that information in an episode that actually moved the plot forward i i agree with you because i think i think for a moon knight fan this is a fantastic first episode for someone who barely knows anything about Moon Knight, the current existing Moon Knight, I think the show kind of kind of drags a bit. For somebody who doesn't know anything about Moon Knight, they are going to be confused right up until probably episode two or three. They're like, does Poe Dameron have aphasia or something? What's going on? Seriously. And I'm going to put that to the test this weekend because the rest of the family is going to get to watch it then. Um, so I'm going to see, cause now that I've already watched it, so I'm not going to be hyper focused on what's going on in the show. I can wait to see what their reactions are and everything like that. And I don't have to keep screaming at Kylie to shut up and just watch the show. Um, but I, I am interested to see how they take to it because this is coming from the same people who are ready to nope out of, uh, WandaVision immediately. And that was, was another one that I was, was in that camp. Slow burning. Yeah. I was in that camp. You were in that camp for Peacemaker, too. I still am. It got okay at the end. Okay. Not great. Not what you said a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I understood it. I understood it. Corbs, you raised your hand a few minutes ago. And we all just like talked over you. What were you Sorry, Corbs. No, I just I, I I have no idea what Moon Knight is. No clue. Uh, I watched it and I went, "What? What the fuck is going on?" I mean, I, I get the part of the of the multiple personalities and the dissociative identity disorder disorder. he's got going. I, I I got that part of it, but I was like, "Who who's talking to him? Like, what the fuck is going on here?" Like, I, I was confused. 
until the end when his reflection started talking to him and he realized that was Mark. That was the guy that he was talking to. And he's like, let me take care of this. Let me deal with this. If I deal, if you don't let me deal with this, we're going to die. And then obviously, you know, obviously when they showed him, he was in Moon Knight. Uh-huh. Yeah, but how does he, how did he end up in the middle of like the Alps from the middle of London? You know, there's, he obviously didn't teleport there. Right. No. And, and obviously it was, it was a couple of days later because he was supposed to have dinner with that girl and it was Sunday. So obviously he traveled there. I guess he lost three days. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I was, I was confused. Not that I'm not excited about the, the show itself. It just—it was very confusing to 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 kind of stay invested in it. Like it was just a little bit. I think if you've never, if you're watching it because it's a Marvel Phase Four type of thing, and you're just in it for the Marvel, and you have no idea what's going on, I think you might be a little bit off put by it. You'll probably stick with it because it is Marvel. Um, I know my son wants and to that's what it. they've trained us to do. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my son and I both are gonna are gonna watch it on Wednesdays when he gets home from school and, and I got out of work and all that stuff. I, I won't take my 45 minute break at that time to watch it like Paul does. <laughs> um, so it was just a little hard to follow for me to, to start. I was excited by the, the fact that it came out today. I actually had forgotten all about it until I was watching Winning Time. <laughs> I showed a preview for it. And I was like, "Oh shit!" That and that's when I that's Paul when I texted him like, "Did that come out today?" And he's like, "Yeah, I already watched it." I'm like, "Oh shit! Well, I gotta fucking watch it now." So, but I, my son had I mentioned. Remember, my son said he might want to watch it, so I waited until he got home. But yeah, I watched it during dinner tonight. So, but I was just a little confused. But uh, again, uh, I'll turn I'll tune back into it next Wednesday when it comes out. See where it goes. So yeah, I will definitely report back after they all watch it to see what they think of it. I'm and developing then, a theory, but I'll let everybody else finish before I throw it out. I'm done because I literally I'm just going to go on gushing about how great it was and all that. No, just adding what Corbs is saying. I'm looking at it with a fresh eye myself. Like I know nothing about Moon. Like, yeah, I'm I'm breaking a bunch of the name. Like I said, I'm learning new things, but um, I know about the Marvel universe. But um, I'm learning. Like I love Ethan Hawke. The, it's very scary, but like it, it is a slow burn, but very good i'm gonna learn new things and hopefully educate paul but probably not <laughs> yeah call him moon have... guy call him moon guy that'll piss paul off every time <laughs> i can't do that just call him marvel's <laughs> batman that'll really that'll push buttons <laughs> but, um, no what's your theory kev what were you saying this is this was done this way on purpose because it make it puts you in his shoes you are now as confused as he is. Okay, you're probably not wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see where you're going with that, Kevin. Yeah, because you, you can understand what what's going on. He's he's you're living through him at that point. So yeah, I I, I get that. I I I would disagree. That's with risky. That. That's risky yeah. in this day no, and age. No doubt. But here's but here's how they mitigated the risk. They got some fantastic actors to pull it. And I really like the effects they use when mm-hmm. he is switching. Mm-hmm. Like the first time they do it, I was thrown like, what, what the fuck is going on? And then you see him basically pass out and then 
it, it jumps back. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that so far until that very ending scene, we don't get to see what happens with Mark. Like right. the, the the best is when he just comes to it. He's fucking covered in blood, just yeah. standing there. Again, yeah. what, what the hell just happened? Or his his jaw is dislocated? And yes. Or when he of... when he comes back with the gun and he throws it in the truck. <laughs> yeah. Did you just throw the gun at? <laughs> oh great, we're, the we're, idiots we're in charge. Yeah. And, I, and, and I love how Kanchu has no tolerance for Steven. Like dude, the morons back, I think was one of the lines at one point. <laughs> and then what was it? I, I recited the line back to you, Kev, earlier when they said something about um the avatar. And he goes, Oh, those blue guys. I love that movie. I love that movie. But that's it. I'm, I'm not going to go on anymore with this. I, I'm super excited for the next five weeks. Um, probably the most of anybody on the show or watching the show. So I'm a lot more excited about it now that I remember Fist of Khonshu. Believe me. Yeah. No, but taking what you said about that, do we know? Like, I, I, I love your show. I don't want to take away from it, but is Marvel now that Disney owns it? Because what I really liked uh, was on Netflix is Daredevil. Are they going to bring back like a fourth season of that? Like now that Disney owns it, they're like working Charlie on Cox, something. Is he coming back? Do we know? Yes, he's definitely coming okay. back. Okay. Uh, they're doing something. It's it's already in pre production, and all that stuff is now on Disney Plus. All the Netflix shows, right? Because it's now TV MA. You have to like sign like a pen to get into Disney Plus. Yep. Saw yeah. that the other day when I logged on to Disney. Yeah. So. So if. If they bring a fourth season Ooh. of that back, that's oh yeah, that's where it's good. Yeah, they they brought back um, Kingpin in uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, and I believe didn't somebody say one of you guys say that you saw Matt at the end of that show too? Yeah, he's nope. in it. He uh, he was in Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, he was in Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, he was, in oh. he was he's he was in No Way Home. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a cool spoiler. That was a really cool. Yeah. Matt, not Daredevil, just as the lawyer in there. So for now. Yeah. Until we he get never really good lawyer. He yeah. never put the suit on the entire time he was in the um the the one we were they were all together. What the hell did they call that? The defenders? defenders. Defenders. Yeah. Yeah. He never put his suit on the entire time. So that's weird too. I never did finish watching that one. Oh, sorry, spoiler. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, do we have anything else, or should we just uh, drop some nuggets here? Not going to talk about the dead. Oh, yeah, we did kind of breeze over that, didn't we? Yeah, well, we only got seven minutes left. <laughs> it's good. It is good, and I'm still yeah. enjoying it. I, I did like the very uncomfortable meeting between Herschel. Negan and Maggie's son. Yeah. Herschel. That's tough. So. Looking well, forward to seeing how it wraps up. Sorry, Hugh, go ahead. Oh, nothing. Go on. Go on. No, I said I'm just looking. I'm interested to see how this. I, I heard one... what you said. Go on. I thought we were done talking about Walking Dead. I am. Oh, I just then I just have one last thing that I have to say. Um, Kevin, you keep my snake's not name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> you keep my snake's not name out your fucking mouth. Are you going to slap me? <laughs> you're gonna do a walk-on right that would be great if you could just walk into his frame 
We all right. slap. Okay. You walk through that I door. Gotta, I gotta ask be... this question. All right. Did you see him slap him? Yes. Did you see it live, or did you watch it the next day? I watched it that night. You watched it? Okay. Not live, but like right after it happened, I went and found the footage online. Okay. Does it look like he actually hits him? Yes. No. The way does, he rocks him back. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it, if it's the angle that I'm that I'm seeing or whatever, it looks like it's completely staged. Yep. That's that's been floated out there quite a bit. Yeah. Yep. I think it was staged to to help Chris Rock in his new comedy show. That's his tour that's going on. I don't know, but it looked like a staged movie slap. Yeah. I mean, it's me. very possible. To me, you know, I mean, and they both kind of played it off and, and whatnot. I mean, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But from the angle they were showing, it looked like he missed by about that far. Or more. Or, or more. more. I'm catching what you're throwing. I agree with you. So, I said it's, it's possible. Anything's possible. We don't know. We won't know. No, you'll never know. You'll never know. Oh, we will. I mean, it could be it could be like the the Jerry the King Lawler and Andy Kaufman. Oh yeah. You know, we won't know until one of them passes away. Right. So. So. All right. You know what we can know? Whatever Paul's wisdom nugget is for the week. Ooh. Say it, Corbs. You gonna drop some nuggets? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Drinking a Bloody Mary. Is basically the equivalent to drinking pasta sauce with a splash of vodka. Good night, everybody, and mega bite me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. production.